This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. CHGO White Sox Post Game Show uh, coming to you live from our houses. Our second show of the day, if you can't tell. Uh, it's been like a long couple days, Herb. Uh, welcome yes. to the CHGO White Sox Post Game Show. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson alongside me, Herb Lawrence. Hello. I was waiting for it. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Agnarol23. Our uh, lovely brawler socks is blocking. Oh, there you go. Oh, look at Steven with the clutch switch <laughs> right to the cue. logo. I was ready for it. Very nice. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Agnarol23. Follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. Vinny Duber will be joining us later on uh, from Guaranteed Rate Field. We talked to Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito today from the clubhouse, and uh, we'll bring the video and audio to you. Uh, we would really suck if we just had the video of Lance Lynn speaking because kind of defeats the point. Um, we, we have both, thankfully. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit, maybe, about this game. Sox lose 6-3. to three. And I live bet the Guardians minus 3 at plus 135. So we won money again, Herb. Yay! How you feeling? I'm feeling good because you're, you know, going on the trends where if you get plus money on any team going against the White Sox, take it. Definitely take it. If it even if it's in game when they're down by five runs, when the Cubs are playing them, yes, perfect time to take the Cubs and some extra money for yourself. Cody didn't take my advice yesterday at the game, Cody Del Mendo from CHJO Cubs. But you know, if you do in the future, you take my advice. White Sox are leading the game late. Go and get bet the other team. Win more money than you lose. Absolutely. Uh and, and you did that yesterday. Um and yeah, I mean, Jake Berger, I guess, is the one thing that we can take away from uh, this game. Uh, Fred mentions so, uh, like Ozzy, I feel like it's time for Mankata to play second base and Jake playing third. Jake had earned it. Uh, let's just go right to Jake Berger. It's two home runs today. We saw Homer yesterday live and in person. Now, uh, since moving to second base, he's got three homers. Uh, what, what do you make of the move to second? I mean, the reason they put him at second base is because they need his bat in the lineup. I don't understand. A position flip. Jake Berger seems to be doing okay at second base, and we know Moncada's a better third baseman. What do you think? Yeah, if Jake can man the position as he has, I mean, there's a couple missteps that I can notice as a usual second baseman would do, but for the most part, what he gives you offensively negates anything that he does bad on the defensive side, and I haven't seen anything very egregious on Jake's side as yet. So, yeah, there's 
there's no reason where you should take Moncada where he's from and take him back to second base and play in a position that he has told people in the past. And I know recent comments, he wants to please the team. And I think that's out of him being out of the game so much and being injured. He wants to kind of like pay back type of, Hey, I'll do whatever the team wants me to do. Kind of be that team player that uh, people don't think that he is, but I don't want him to play a position that he has already expressed in his career that he doesn't like playing and that he sees says that he's a better third baseman, which we've seen when he's healthy, he's a pretty good third baseman. We saw the play yesterday where he's taken out of bounds and then does the underhand throw to get the Cubs runner out. That's fantastic. But we've seen that all the time. We see flashes that all the time. He's too often injured to show that type of a play all the time, but I would not move him off of third base for Jake Berger as yet. I applaud Jake. It's a great year. Awesome year. But he's not a player that you're going to be taking other players off of positions just because. I think he needs to prove it for multiple years until I think about making uh, the move on Yohan Moncada, which, fortunately, I think will be his last year. No, he's got a year after that one, right? 25? Yeah, uh, he's got a player option then. So, um, I mean, 2025, or he's got a club option. So, I mean, they're probably going to say, see you been nice so theoretically yeah they'll 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 leave him alone that's when i'll move jake over he's young enough still well, but i'm not moving I mean, off yoga yet so fred says mancata has gone after well, next mainly because it's time to stop catering to him well he yeah makes a ton of money but i mean jake Berger is fun to watch it's a great story the two homers are probably going to bring him closer to you know his career averages of ops plus of like 113 or so um he's still not perfect in any way i mean he's a natural dh playing second base um he doesn't really give you a platoon advantage like mike Gustakas did like mike Gustakas was a power hitting lefty at second base like that was truly unique and yes Berger now has 24 homers i think he's fifth in the american league that means something but is there anything to all of them coming at guaranteed rate field <laughs> Like the eye pitch we know is now on the road. It seems like this dude only homers at home. I I, I don't get it. It's fun to watch. Um, but I, I do wonder how much he's drawing interest because it doesn't seem like he's a name that's popping up on Twitter. It seems like they'll sell anybody and it doesn't seem like his name's popping up. I don't know if that's because the Sox wouldn't get rid of him. Um, we've hear, heard the untouchables are Tim or no, uh, uh, Andrew, Aloy. Um, Luis. Luis. Um, Luis, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Uh, it's a slow day. We, we, we had the whole Rosemont thing. That seems like yesterday. The, the oh Cubs, God. the day before that. This is a this is uh, it's the longest day of my life. Um, I've changed shirts. That's how long the day was. I hope so you shot after walking through that crazy oh hot incubator of a, a bridge. Oh, my God. And then did you find your car? I did. It's They have a weird uh, parking system. And we're talking about the Rosemont Convention Center. Thanks to the folks that have us out there today at the National Sports Collectors uh, Convention. It was awesome. But when we go from the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center to across the street, there's a walkway above the uh, street, and it is devil's like playground. It is the hottest thing of all time. You would think that they would have some type of air conditioning. You're better about going outside and dealing with the 95. But, yes, I walked through that parking lot that you and Vinny parked at, and then my car was on the interior of the other parking lot or other parking garage. So I had to search for my car for about a good 10 minutes, put the alarm on and uh, heard it. And I walked to it. 
So did you have to, and uh, Clark is asking, uh, 15 of 21 at the rate, 16 of 22, 17 of 24. Um, homers of Jake Berger have come at home this year. Um, so did you have to go out of that parking structure and then walk to the other one? No, I just walked through the parking structure that you guys were in. It was just at the other side. They're connected. It's just really far. I was at 4H, and I was looking at 4A. So I was like way so, away from where I needed to go. It's unnecessary uh, that they uh, built it that way. But, you know, whatever. I was in 4K, which was very easy to remember because I did t- just thought TV. Um, but I ran into an issue where the first parking garage that we went to um, that you and Vinny and I were at, I ran out of space. Like, I think I got to like 4C. And then there was like a, a cinder block wall. And then like there was more cars on the other side, but there was like a little bit of a gap. So like there was a cinder block uh, kind of wall. And then like a little bit, you know, maybe like five inches down was another cinder block wall. And maybe the, the inch gap was about like five, you know, like it, it was, it, it wasn't crazy, but it was definitely, you know, uh, you know, a, a step or two. So I didn't see that they were connected. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I did my parkour. I did my, my Spider-Man and, uh, you know, oh <laughs> jumped that little gap there. I made it. Um, so <laughs> I, wow. I didn't know they were connected. Wow. <laughs> it was stupid, but I did that. I'm about to say, you're about to die in a parking garage? Well, you know, I didn't, it was a hot day. I didn't know what else to do. I was really just trying to get to my fucking car. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if Jake Berger's drawn a ton of interest, which is why, like, it seems like, I mean, not even Tim Anderson's drawing interest, and we'll get more into trade rumors later on. Um, but it seems like Tim's not drawing a ton of interest, and we said this earlier. It seems like the position players are set for this team. Like, I mean, in 2024, is it going to be 2024 next year? That's insane. Correct. Uh, yeah. Andrew Vaughn at first, second base. Hello, Jake Berger. Uh, shortstop Tim Anderson, Yohan Moncada at third, Benny in left field, uh, Luis in center field. Colos has a good enough arm to try him out and right. Uh, we'll see if it's the Sebi and Carlos Perez show. Maybe Caro has a Ugh. crazy spring and finished a double A. I know he's 21. I hope not. Um, hey, maybe he's as good as Juan Soto. Um, I hope he is. Um, I don't want to play that game, though. I, I heard uh, prospect humping on 670 the score today, and I, I thought that was the best way to brand that. Um, I, I, is this Parkins? No, I think it was Lawrence. Okay. Wow, I think I think Lawrence I would have uh, put Parkins on that one, but I would have talked. I would about... put Spiegel. So I mean, they're all just it's that's just the think tank right there. I mean, that, that, yeah. <laughs> that's all that's all that thinking... transition brain. Yeah, I was thinking, Sean, that um, the weird part about the catcher situation is today you saw some of the flashes that people rave about Sebi, the pass ball or the uh, wild pitch kind of thing that. Uh, I don't know, uh, Arias tried to advance on to second, and Sebi throws kind of a no-look laser to Timmy, and he gets him out by a good two to three feet. And we see he's better with the pitchers than what Yasmani has presented. But the only thing, the only thing, is that the guy can't hit. He mm-hmm. strikes out eight times as much as he walks. Right. That's bad. That's hella bad. And so you can't, you cannot go back next year with that tandem, Carlos Perez is unproven and Sebi Zavala has give, been given plenty of time this year and plenty of time last year to tell you that he's a backup and to not come back with him as the starter is ideal, but the free agent pool out there, not great either. 
Yeah, and I mean, we'll see again when the dust settles where the White Sox do acquire. I mean, maybe they're able to get a fringe arm that uh, will be able to fill out the rotation. Uh, but Fred's right. I mean, if Han is running back the position player group and have to add three more starters, yikes. Uh, Vinny Duber's so prompt. He's already here 11 minutes into the damn show. Um, but I, I agree with Fred right there. Uh, and two, I mean, to your point with Sebi, um, like, Two stolen bases again today. I mean, they, they still had the ability to run all around the bases. He had an error uh, thrown out into the outfield, and I think they took another base uh, on that throw. So, I mean, he, he isn't perfect, and, I mean, you bring up the bat. The funny stat that I saw yesterday was uh, at the Cubs game was uh, him and Grandal have the same amount of games with uh, multi-home runs. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what that speaks about with Sebi, uh, but uh, he, he runs into a, a few uh, just in very small spurts. He gets real hot and then cools off for a long while. Um, but let's take a break and then we'll welcome in Vinny Duber and we'll talk a little bit about the Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito quotes. We'll play some of that for you uh, and then we'll talk about what uh, the team had to say uh, later today. Uh, but let's let you know about Sunnyside Summer Fridays. Herb, is anyone making you feel good on the White Sox? Jake Berger is making real feel real good on the White Sox. Look at you. There you go. Uh, Jake Berger has made us feel good this week from Chicago sports and Summerside, Summerside Summer Fridays from Summerside Cannabis Dispensary is all about owning the weekends. Summer Fridays, they're leaving the office early. They're, you know, um, I mean, Jake Berger's wife is like asking me to knock her up on uh, Twitter. You know, I mean, hey, it's, it's all about having uh, some good times. Uh, I don't know. I'm so sorry. Uh, Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide variety of high-quality products. Uh, Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. It's a one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. They have easy online ordering and in-store pickup. They have great transparency uh, loyalty programs as well, Sunnyside Rewards, and their Illinois' favorite dispensary from the city to the suburbs, from Wrigleyville to River North, Champaign to South Beloit. They have a ton of great in-house brands as well that their bud tenders can uh, tell you about if you are new to your cannabis journey, like Mindy's Good News, Herb Loves That Brand, Cresco, High Supply, Floracale, Wonder, remedy and through august head to sunnyside.shop and use code chgo25 at checkout for 25 percent off your total order they have one use per customer and it's not stackable with other promotions and that's not only for new customers anyone can use our code so head over to sunnyside shop uh, sunnyside.shop and use code chgo25 at checkout for 25 percent off your total owner your total own, order own the weekend and uh, anyone can use that code so pick up everything you need to elevate your summer must be 21 plus or a Illinois MedCard holder. Also want to let you know about our friends over at Hooters. I saw the uh, the ad behind them. Uh, they're celebrating 40 uh, years in business. It's their 40th anniversary. Hooters is your spot to catch all the games this season. You have 11 Chicagoland locations, and you can check out their website, originalhooters.com, for more info. But step up to the plate for their world-famous wings, delicious seafood, stack sandwiches, salads, and more. I do really love their buffalo. I think they got the best buffalo sauce out there, so shout-out to Hooters. Tons of great beer specials and six-day drinks all day, every day. And check out their seafood specials, 1983 for a pound of crab legs and great prices on buffalo shrimp and steam shrimp. Uh, Hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long, and in honor of the anniversary, on the 4th of every month, Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing back the 80s with 83-cent wings and other great specials. The next one is on August 4th, so again, check out one of their 11 Chicagoland locations at originalhooters.com. Uh, let's go out to Guaranteed Right Field. Hi, Vinny. Hey, guys. How's it going? You didn't change your shirt. Good. No, I haven't, I haven't been home. I came right here. 
Right. You, I, I just kind of want to paint the picture of, of the working man. Um, I mean, I you, you like, just, well, this is not my rush shirt, so don't go with the working oh, man reference necessarily, but you're um, too hot to handle on that press box. Hard, hard to handle. Hard Damn to it. Handle. Uh, but Hey, you'll get it right one day. Why, you, <laughs> what are you guys doing at home? You get to go home. Come on. What's up with this now? Why aren't you in the studio? I don't know. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Some of us went into work today. After, you did. How yeah. was Gene and Jude's? Gene and Jude's was good. <laughs> nice. It was uh, good. Check out Vinny's latest article at allchgo.com. He is our allchgo uh, beat writer uh, for the White Sox, um, and he wrote about Lance Lynn's surprising comments. We'll play uh, Lance in a bit. He joined us uh, real early, a real prompt today. Um, what did you make uh, of Lance's comments? Because he was pretty open on foul territory today, the AJ Przinsky podcast, but I know not everyone's watching that. Uh, but it, he was also kind of open with you guys uh, in the, uh, the the clubhouse uh, You know, when you guys walked in. Yeah, it, uh, it it didn't really hit so hard uh, when he was saying it. He kind of delivered all those lines in the same tone that he has uh, really every time he's talked to us this year, you know, and obviously he's had a lot of uh, post-game uh, media sessions that have taken place after he's performed quite poorly. So it kind of sounded like kind of the same old Lance Lynn that we've been hearing, and then you come back upstairs and transcribe things and read them back in, you know, in the words in front of your face, and you're like, oh, my. Um, you know, he, he, he had some strong comments today about kind of how – he has perceived um, his experience here at the trade deadline, especially and in particularly yesterday uh, when he woke up to a bunch of trade rumors uh, on Twitter, like every all of us did, and, and saw that his name was being mentioned with not one, not two, but three different teams um, and asked about kind of what the communication has been like. He said there really hasn't been much. Uh, so obviously it's, it's important to remember that this is one side of the story and, and perhaps the, you know, Things are are different behind the scenes, but to hear a veteran guy talk about how in past instances he's been kept in the loop, in past instances there's been a lot of greater communication, apparently he's not feeling that he's getting that uh, from the White Sox front office right now. Yeah, why don't we play the comments and then we'll have Herb react to them. And there's also apparently a fourth mystery team too, so we can speculate about who that mystery team might be. But here is Lance Lynn's comments uh, that Vinny was trying to eliminate there. Yesterday, it sounds like you know, you're pretty open and aware of everything that's going on. Um, I actually know nothing. I haven't been talked to about anything and all that. Um, school starts next week, and I'm taking all my kids' stuff close home to them so they can end good school. That's smart. Do you expect to go? I mean, is that something that you... Everyone in, around the league's telling me I'm gone, um, <laughs> but I've yet to hear anything from anybody here, so never know. It, what kind of limbo is that? I mean, I think you've been doing it before. You have been doing it. I mean, you just keep doing your work here, and if someone taps you on the shoulder, then you... Yeah, you I mean, in the past, I've had, uh, you know, a little bit more communication, knowing what's going on, knowing what might happen. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, one of those things you just prepare for it. Um, you know, it's a business. Um, wherever you go, you got to do your job. What does all this trade deadline stuff do to a clubhouse that's already been through a lot this year in terms of emotions and, and results? Um, it turns it over to maybe uh, new beginnings, to be honest. That's where it's at. Uh, we've underperformed. People are going. People are, are, are going to new teams because of that. And, uh, you know, now let's turn the turn the page over and see, you know, who's going to be a part of whatever is going to happen here in the future. What do you, when, when you wake up and you have that, I mean, do you react at all? Do you call your agent? I mean, you have a family, like you said. And all yeah, that it's stuff. like, well, you got people, you know, when you wake up and there's three different teams that you supposedly have been traded to, you know, that's the, that's the world we live in now. Um, news gets out that's not true. And then next thing you know, you just have to answer questions about it. Are you asking your agent to communicate with the front office? I've asked to communicate with everybody because, you know, when you play long enough in this game, you just assume that you're going to be kept in the loop of, of what things might happen. To Cheryl's point, you, have you been told to just sit tight or have you been told nothing? 
I've been told we got nothing for you. How do you view the you have the no trade protection? I think for ten teams. How do you? I know different veterans view it different ways. How do you kind of view it for for your purpose? Um, when it's all said and done, if they have a, a deal that they like to one of those teams, they can come ask me to waive it. And like I've already mentioned, if it's a team that's got a chance to win, that's what I'm about. I saw a dude in a basketball jersey, and I immediately thought Grandal was still wearing that damn thing. Uh, it was Kopech. All right, we can calm down. Herb, what do you make of the back and forth? I think especially at the end about the agent. Uh, I think Cheryl asked the question, like, have you asked your agent to be in communication? And, you know, he keep, you know, resoundingly said, I've heard nothing. I don't know. Um, Lance is forthright with his uh, answers. I don't think he ever has an agenda he got asked questions he answers them honestly and earnestly and i'm sure that Vinny and the media and people like that uh love that and it's good i like honesty and what he's feeling so for to him to say what he's saying you know it's not an agenda it's not how, like you could kind of like see other players do this in the media and you're like why wouldn't you just go to the team but I think Lance has let his you know, emotions know or let the people know around him that he's not happy. And other teams, like the Texas Rangers, when he was rumored to get traded to the White Sox, were like, we're going to give you the opportunity to be involved in it. And it was rumored that he didn't want to get traded to the White Sox at the 2020 uh, trade deadline. And so they waited to the after the season. So he might be a little miffed on how the White Sox move, but I have – very little qualms on how the White Sox are treating it. Why would you keep him in the loop unless you have a deal done? I don't know. Keeping it quiet is their is their modus operandi. They want to not get the word out to special people, to other people. They want to keep it in-house. But I think Lance has a gripe, but also I think the White Sox are doing right by him and right by their club. So I see both ways here. I'm not going to crap on the White Sox just because Lance has a problem with them. I think both can be right and both can be true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Vinny, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll seemingly try to hopefully direct you. All right, why don't you just jump in? Sorry. No, what I was going to say is like uh, I, I, what I have thought about earlier, you know, this today with, with this after he said that was uh, Herb, what you said was right. And, and you know, why would you want to uh, uh, keep a guy updated on every text and every phone call you get, whether it might go somewhere or not. I mean, that's uh, kind of annoying probably after a while, if you were to behave that way. Uh, but that being said, this is not some guy. This is Lance Lynn. He's uh, a veteran player, uh, very much a respected leader in the clubhouse, a guy who they signed to a contract extension to fill the role of being a leader and a guy who could be at the top of this pitching staff. Obviously things haven't gone his way the last two years in terms of results on the field, but that hasn't stopped him from being a, a very big presence uh, within that, within the walls of that clubhouse and with, and on this roster. So, you know, this is maybe a guy that you, you, you might handle a little differently because he's been around and because he has such a prominent role on this team, um, you know, as opposed to a guy in the bullpen or, you know, a, a bench player or, or someone. A Keenan Middleton. Whatever. I'm not trying to compare to actual players. I'm just trying to point out how how respected Lance is. And, and maybe right. he is a guy that you would treat a little differently. But then again, also, maybe this is just the way that they operate. Herbie brought up their, their willingness to want to stay out 
of the conversation uh, to, to keep their, them, themselves under the radar. And certainly that's what happened last night. Uh, that, that there was no hint or word of that trade um, until it, it broke after, after the game was over. And, you know, I think Jeff Passan had it on Twitter, but it was literally the second that it hit our inboxes. So, uh, so yeah, they, they've, they've, they've succeeded at that recently and they might be trying to do so again with Lance Lynn. Yeah. And I think it seems pretty clear that he's getting traded and maybe that's all he needed was for Rick Hahn to be like, Hey, you know, headed into this trade deadline, we are likely going to trade you. Like maybe that's all Lance wanted was a simple conversation of Rick to, uh, you know, give him a heads up that he's traded. Cause Lance Lynn's on today on AJ Pruszynski's podcast being like, Hey, here's the three teams that I know are interested in me. And there's a fourth mystery team, like the Dodgers, the Rays and the Rangers are all interested in me. And I, I know there's a fourth team I read this morning that I can't think of. Um, her, his words, not mine. And I don't think I haven't been able to find the fourth team. So well, but we'll he just, mystery team. I mean, that's, that's just him reading the same stuff we're reading. Mm-hmm. True. I, I mean, yeah, Bob he's... Nightingale tweeting saying that, you know, after the Lucas Giolito trade was done, that Lance Lynn is next. I mean, I'm just saying, did you, did, did he say anything that we didn't see on Twitter this morning? No, you're right. No, I, I'm, that's, and that's true. what I'm... he said he woke up to was that right. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, I mean, just trying to play devil's advocate here. I, I, I agree with you guys uh, that, you know, I mean, what are you going to tell him? I mean, you know, the whole point of that he's saying is like, you know, I got to know what to do with my kids. Well, you know, you're going to know by August 1st, at least. Right. Like um, it, it sucks that you have to be waiting like that, but it's not like, oh, we'll start scouting schools in Tampa, Texas, uh, L.A. Oh, and there's a fourth mystery team and we never know who could come calling, uh, you know, down the line, you know. Uh, so I, I do understand not keeping the player uh, into the loop. And even, uh, you know, Melissa sounding off uh, saying, you know, I'll take any opportunity to say something bad about the Sox, uh, but come on, Lance. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing, but, you know, at least us reading the tea leaves slash Twitter, um, Bob Nightingale saying Lance Lynn is the next one to go. That is mostly our, our topic here, our headline, uh, who is the next White Sox to be traded? Do you guys think that Lance Lynn, with the amount of activity that we saw yesterday with his name uh, popping up in the rumor mill to be the next Sox to be walking out that clubhouse? I mean, it seems more likely because he's the most valuable White Sox that seems to be on the trading de- uh, block. Um, and Cease and Luis Robert are on the block, so exclude them. But, you know, they can do little deals like the Keenan Middletons of the world. He can be traded because he is a free agent after this year. Root Santos, I don't think he'll be traded because I don't know what value he has to other teams other than the long, you know, the five more years of uh, control and then the 9,900-mile-per-hour sinker, whatever he uh, offers. He's but, pretty cool. He's, he's but, pretty when the White, but the White Sox would want that more than any other team in the major leagues because they would have that control and that pitcher that they have developed into this. So uh, I would think maybe a small deal like Kendall Graveman or Joe Kelly, if they're not included into a Lance uh, Lynn deal, might go before. But he does have the most value, the most value coming back. I and mean, he's got four teams in the major leagues. We saw what Lucas Iolito and Ronaldo Lopez got us you're probably going to get a nice uh, return for Lance Lynn. Not anything mind-blowingly great, but for a two-month rental, what they got for Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez shocked me. And if four teams are battling for him, I'm thinking that the deal might be decent enough for a pitcher that's got a 70 ERA almost. 
Well, and I keep saying mystery team, but uh, I do have in my notes here. This is from uh, Heyman, uh, it's post in the New York Post. Uh, the Rays, Rangers, Braves, and Dodgers are the teams believed uh, in to be in on uh, Lance Lynn. So the mystery team is just the other first place team uh, in Atlanta. So, um, you know, I mean, it, it is seemingly like there's interest around the league for Lance Lynn. And I know there's a lot of negatives that people have been pointing out, um, like the ERA, like the 28 home runs. But there is a lot of things, especially against lefties, uh, with this home run to fly ball ratio that, you know, maybe you could see that dip down and, you know, the, the player that we know and the competitor that we know, the fierce guy, uh, could could come out in Lance Lynn. Um, I, I think, you know, again, trying to figure out the whole trade thing is you know, how many packages are we going to see like Reynaldo Lopez and Lucas Giolito. Uh, Rosenthal today said he would put the over-under at five and would probably say it's over uh, six trades for the White Sox to be made this deadline. But if Lance Lynn and, you know, we see Lance Lynn – and Joe Kelly both be interested by uh, the Dodgers and Rays are both interested in Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, uh, according to, I think Heyman wrote about the, uh, the Dodgers interest in Kelly. Um, you know, I mean, could we just see Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly go in a package and that's how, you know, these players move. I mean, it does seem like Rickon has a lot of things to try to balance this deadline. Yeah, that's true because there are so many players that appear to be drawing interest, but I think the main thing is they, the, the trades happen when the trades happen. Uh, there's no there's no order that they need to go in. They don't need to knock this out in any specific, you know, ranking of guys. If someone if, if someone and Rick Hahn have, get a deal together for Kendall Graveman to go to some team tomorrow, then that's what will happen. You know what I mean? They, they don't have to move on to the next thing. So when we talk about what's next, we talk about all of this stuff being next. It, it's not just what's next is in the one singular move. It's what's next between now and that deadline on Tuesday evening. And a lot of things are next. Uh, and, and it's going to tell us a lot. Um, maybe we're not going to get this this big shift in, in franchise direction if there's not a uh, position player or a guy like Dylan Cease traded this deadline. And, and, you know, that will tell us what the White Sox are trying to do as well. But Maybe it is just the emptying of the bullpen, so to speak, and, and, and Lance Lynn joins them, and, and, and there's a lot of pitching that needs to be replaced uh, moving into next year. could make for an interesting uh, uh, final two months to this season. We've already got Tuki Toussaint probably moving into that spot in the rotation that was left behind by Giolito going to the Angels. Uh, Mike Clevenger is supposed to be off the, D, uh, off the aisle excuse me, and probably will pitch on Saturday. But if Lynn goes... Who, who else you got? You're putting Jesse Schultons in the in the rotation for the remainder of the season. Uh, there's all, there, and then, and then obviously the bullpen. Um, you know, if you lose all these guys, I mean, who's the closer? Is it, is it Aaron Bummer? Is it if Aaron Bummer goes, who's the closer? Is it is it Santos? So um, you know, there's there's a lot to be determined in terms of what this pitching staff is going to look like, even if the position players side of things is kind of locked in moving forward into into 2024. Yeah, let's take a break and then we'll talk a little bit more about all these rumors that are going out because there's some stuff about T.A. from Heyman, uh, about the market for him. And again, we kind of talked about that earlier, about the position players seeming stagnant. But it does seem like, I mean, this bullpen could possibly be completely cleared out with all the people that are available. And the fact that the White Sox, again, just have so much uh, to offer and there's just not many teams that are leaning one way or the other. I mean, we even see in chat uh, who thinks the Marlins would be buyers, but David Robertson uh, to the Marlins, uh, according to Rosenthal. And I think they just made a trade to get Jorge Lopez from the, the Marlins as, uh, for the twins as well. Um, so, I mean, 
Kim Ng is, is out here acting, trying to get uh, the batting champ, Luis Arise, a ring. Uh, so let's take a quick break, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit more about these rumors and uh, the White Sox and this trade deadline that's upcoming. Uh, Want to let you know about our friends over at FOCO. Get fit in the best sports gear around. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It's baseball season, so get your Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game over at FOCO. We're not right now on the set, uh, but they've given us some lovely bobbleheads to uh, you know really – Flesh out. I always hate saying flesh out. Odd. Why did that ever become a term? Is it like flesh, like flesh? Okay. All right. Uh, Foco, though. No, uh, I mean, just folk. I think of bobblehead. Yeah, Bobbleheads are made out of flesh. You broke up. What was that? Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, check out Fogo.com or click, click the description below for all that pre-sale items. Use promo code CHGO for 10% off. Uh, again, use code CHGO for 10% off all non pre-sale items. Uh, check out, again, Foco, F-O-C-O.com. Click the link in the description below. Uh, thank you, Foco. Uh, also, check out Lewis University if you are looking to, you know, get a degree. Uh, students are just like you at Lewis University. They have full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms. You can go back to school to earn a respected degree at Lewis University. It's 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, and it's ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges if you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program lewis has the right programs for you maybe you're you know a, a south suburb kid uh you know i what you probably be going into your senior year maybe you're looking for for something close by uh i went to saint xavier lewis is also a, probably a better option um not to bag on saying saint xavier but it was a it was if you're not going for communications, I don't know if you should go there. Uh, looking for looking to, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree and or enroll in a professional certificate program. Lewis has the right programs for you. Lewis offers several career focused programs that will set you up for success. Uh, we're going to highlight one here, like their criminal justice, public safety program. First responders receive 20% off tuition discount, and tuition is deferred for six weeks after the end of each class. The uh, Sox booth uh, welcomed in the guys for the uh, the police and uh, fire uh, game that's happening at Guaranteed Rate Field on August 2nd. Uh, so, hey, maybe you're, you're one of those guys looking to get one of your degrees uh, from Rosemont. Uh, so discover how a degree from Lewis University can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this probably uh if it's south burbs uh what lamont would be mm -hmm. closer um all right. uh, also West um, Mont. flesh mount uh flesh out flesh mount flesh out is flesh an expression that thank you rich hill dates back from the 19th century and more modern abbreviation of older expressions like put the flesh on the bones of something which dates back to the 1600s look at you herb we should make that a series where you explain uh what what is what's flesh out is that a not like an adjective idiom what idiom uh you should explain idioms um anyways um a lot of rumors going around. Let's start off first with the uh, TA one. Uh, this one, again, is from Heyman. Uh, Sox are having a nice sale, but interest is limited so far in struggling star Tim Anderson. Um, how surprising to you, Herb, is it that, you know, TA doesn't have this kind of uh, bubbling market? Is it something that you might see develop closer to August 1st? And we saw Med Rosario uh, dealt by the, the Guardians. I'm not surprised that people are not calling necessarily for Tim. I'm more surprised that Rick is not calling for, you know, people to pick up the phone, like a team he sees struggling at the shortstop and or second base position and trying to, you know, 
drum up some interest or see if there's interest where they can give them somewhere near what Rick and them are looking for. But, you know, it's interesting that people are not calling and maybe they are waiting for other shortstops to settle somewhere else. Uh, other shortstops that are uh, team on teams that are sellers that are a little bit better and showed a little bit more consistency this year. Tim could just be this player this year. And so play, teams might be skittish on who they're getting. And then they have to sign him for another year next year, not knowing the player who they're getting. I think the good player is still there and is coming back, but it's a big time risk you're taking to bring a person of Tim's stature to your team. So you uh, buyer beware on Tim because you don't know what you're getting, but it would take a very, very confident GM, a person that is well within their job and has a lot of uh, stones or a lot of uh, skins on the wall to trade for Tim at this point, because what are you getting for this year and a half? You're going to have him for. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the guy's obviously had a bad year. He's struggling and there's been health, uh, you, you know, that has impacted that, not just this season, but last season as well. So, um, you know, it, it, it also maybe seems like, why would we call up and ask if the guy who's the face of a franchise is uh, available? Now, obviously that might not be uh, what's going through the minds of GMs, but this is a guy who, uh, you know, we've talked about so many times would be a valuable, would be a valuable player for the White Sox to retain moving into next season. You know, uh, who, who knows what those phone calls are like and what those conversations are like, or the lack thereof, we're just getting it from a tweet, but um, you know, he's, he's obviously having a down year. And if the, your idea is that you want him to, to boost your chances at uh, winning a world series right now, and he's going up there and, and, and kind of lost, yeah, it makes sense that you're not you wouldn't be injecting someone who's on a tear into your lineup. You'd be injecting someone who's still searching for himself and, and could be for a while still. Yeah, and Melissa's saying, you know, Tim shines in the limelight. I agree with that. I really do think that he would help out a contender. Uh, but you look at the Guardians, and I know that they're not the model of every single contender because they have such a low budget. But the average uh salary of an MLB shortstop, according to Spot Rack, is like 2.5 million. Tim's making about 10 million over that. Like, do you really want to take on that salary for the player that is struggling as much as he is? I mean, you know, we saw a little bit of a a bump for him after the all-star break, but you know, it, it didn't continue tonight. I mean, you know, kind of lousy night for the Sox all around outside of Jake Berger. Um, you know, I mean, I I I get I get it. And it seems like the Sox aren't really gonna be too interested in adding more money for 2024. I, I mean, there hasn't been a clear direction stated by Rick Hahn, uh, but I would be surprised if they spend over a hundred million dollars. Um, I mean, there was comments made today by Rick Giolito on six, seven, the score on the Parkinson Spiegel show. Uh, they told them that the White Sox tried to negotiate extension with Lucas after the 2019 season, but then never again attempted to take it seriously. Um, and, you know, we brought up the comments from Rick Hahn earlier uh, in the show in Rosemont uh, about the, socks you know would love to bring Raylo or lucas giolito back and i brought up the point that he said that with carlos Rodon and jose abreu I, I would be shocked again if the white Sox went out and signed a player of you know lucas's caliber in this offseason and you know it, it really doesn't seem like there's a market to replace shortstop uh in the 2024 market you know it seems like why not roll it back with tim especially with what he's built up in chicago it just seems like it, it makes sense if you're not going to get anyone interested uh, to, to just keep him around because, again, he's you signed him with that extension, and that extension looks so great for your team. And then the second he starts having a bad season, 
it kind of all falls apart. I don't know. Uh, it, it seems odd that he's just not more uh, involved in the, the, the market, but we'll see. Um, there was also a report from John Morosi yesterday that Aaron Bummer is a uh, trade candidate. Um, he has the ability to, uh, he has uh, obviously control uh, through 2026, um, but multiple contenders are looking for left-handed bullpen help. We saw him tonight. We saw him uh, last night as well. Um, pretty good outings for him. I know he had that crazy Josh Naylor uh, double, but uh, again, I think Stephen Kwan also hit like, no, Ben and caught that one, but bummer being showcased in the past two nights. Um, him, Middleton, Graveman, Kelly all seem up for grabs. So um, I would say, yeah, uh, Lance Lynn's probably the first to go. And it, it seems like bummer or Middleton are the easiest to move um, in that bullpen. I think Graveman, again, is with, you know, him making as much money as he does. Um, is he truly worth it to a contender? I'm, I'm not really sure. We'll see. I mean, I, I think you can point back to his experience. I mean, he was uh, pitching in the playoffs with the Astros uh, just two years ago. He was uh, pitching in the World Series with them. Uh, he's a guy who's been there and done that before and a respected veteran. And I think that teams look at that and say, oh, we can get that. We can get that experience. We can get that for our clubhouse. We can get that demeanor on the mound. We don't need to worry about some new guy who's never been there before kind of shaking in his cleats. Um, this is a guy who's, who's been under the brightest lights. And certainly that's the case with Joe Kelly, right? I mean, Joe Kelly's got two World Series rings, has, you know, not been afraid to go after everybody and, and, and pitch on the, in the absolute biggest moments for, for his team. So um, I think those characteristics are going to be valued in those guys. Certainly that applies to Lance Lynn too, I think. You know, I mean, obviously a little less playoff experience than some of the, so than, than, than a guy like Joe Kelly. But um, all of that veteran savvy, I think, is, is valuable to teams as they look to win in the playoffs and, and get to the playoffs and then win on those stages. So um, Aaron Bummer, the control is probably attractive to certain teams. Um, and, you know, I, I think that the stuff has just always been really good. Uh, it's just a matter of luck that we've seen here over the last couple of seasons. And Exhibit A on that Josh Naylor hit, I think it hit home plate, the pitching rubber and uh, second base all in, in three bounces, which is just ridiculous but um mm -hmm. uh you know these are these are guys who despite what this team's record looks like have pitched well uh, uh for the most part this season lance lynn obviously has had greater struggles than the rest of them and, and kendall graven has had some some memorable moments that uh, that didn't go his way either but um i think overall there's a reason that that so many teams are, are given uh you know calls to the white Sox and, and asking about these about these arms it's a weird thing. Again, and I said this earlier in our first show that Aaron Bummer is just running into some bad luck. He's doing Aaron Bummer type things and inducing ground balls. That one that Vinny just brought up. It's just the oddest thing I've ever seen. Like off the plate, off the rubber, off second base for a double. Weird. I, I don't know how hard that ball was hit, but he's got a six plus ERA. His FIP is below 250. Fielding independent pitching. So he's doing something right. And I fear that once he goes to another team, just like Jake Diekman has with the Tampa Bay Rays, things will get figured out. You know, the numbers will sound, will reflect how he well he's pitched, which I don't think the numbers reflect how well he's pitched. It's actually making him look terribly. Like the, the B war is on negative this year, but I think the pitcher that the White Sox signed for this long-term deal is still in there, and the numbers will reflect a little bit better 
years to come. So to trade him, I think you would have to get something that's not knocking your socks off, but something that's close to a replacement to him because yeah, you hit, really don't have a lot. His pitch mix is violent. Hey, they just got Kai Bush. What are you talking about? That's He's that's their left year reliever. They got Garrett Crochet. Um <laughs> Bummer, Middle, bummer. Like, I, those in between guys. We got two in between left handers. Great. Yeah. Reliever slash starter. <laughs> if you have two of them, that means you have at least one of them. Um, I think I think the math adds up there. Um, yeah, bummer when he finds his stuff. I mean, he's just got an unhittable pitch mix, and that delivery is just so unique that if you have guys throwing over the top and you know, like a righty throwing over the top, and guys are just so used to that. They've seen him like two times, three times, especially in a playoff game, and they're just so geared up for that. And then you throw Aaron Bummer out there. He's throwing that loopy sweeper, and he's throwing that horrible like 95 to 96 mile per hour sinker on your hands. Like that guy's a nightmare to face. Um, let's take a quick break, let people know about our diehard event coming up, uh, and then we'll play some Lucas Giolito stuff and get to some other teams, and then we'll wrap this up and uh, be done uh, shortly here. But the CHGO Kickoff Classic at Cog Hill is on August 25th at 9 a.m. Tickets include 18 holes with a cart, an exclusive CHGO and pins and ace polo for all players. We'll also have some hole contests, giveaways, and prizes throughout the event, and there'll be lunch, drinks, and a ceremony after the round. And diehards get a discount, so head over to allchgo.com. Members, when you sign up, get a free T-shirt. When you become a member, uh, there's also a member, members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. Uh, also, some pre premium written content for members over at allchgo.com. I know Adam Hogue has a piece that was just posted this week, so go check that out and get 20% off events like the Crosstown Classic that's coming up on August 16th or the uh, Kickoff Classic on August 25th at COG hill and we also have the chgo locker summer sale if you're just looking for a shirt we have up to 50 percent off select items through 7 30 uh so check out chgolocker.com or all chgolocker.com to become a diehard um or to check out any of the the lovely stuff um we lost Vinny. about the uh what we lost Vinny. oh no oh, there he is uh there's Vinny. Oh, okay oh the, I, the, I the diehard label is over the face I didn't realize we were looking at the live thing. Steven I was just kept looking at the. I have ADHD, so I just kept looking at Steven scrolling. Um, but yeah, or check out allchgo.com for the uh, kickoff classic uh, info. All right, let's get to the geo stuff. Um, it's exciting to talk about some other teams here. Um, first, I want to go to the the Angels. Um, a lot of interesting stuff. Well, let's just go to the guy the Angels got first because again, as we talked about, we were in the stands. And they said Shohei Otani's not going anywhere. And then we got on the bus, and then they acquired Lucas Giolito. They immediately went out and bought. Uh, so Lucas is going to talk about the excitement of going to a buyer and a team fighting for the pennant. I think he also, I left in the remark about his new teammate uh, throwing a one-hitter and then hitting a home run, uh, and also his feelings about you guys, the fans. So here's Lucas Giolito. Well, it was definitely like a little shocking. You know, I've been seeing like all this stuff uh, writers were saying in Twitter and everything. I saw certain teams that were out there. Um, and then, you know, after the game, uh, it was funny. I, I saw uh, Lopey. I came out of the shower and I saw Lopey and, you know, he was dapping guys up. And I was like, oh, you got traded, Lopey? Where, where are you going? Anaheim. <laughs> like, oh, my God. You know, this is going to be the first time in our whole career we're not teammates. You know, we've been together since we were, like, 18 years old with the Nationals. And then uh, I got dressed and I got called in the office and, uh, I was in the same trade as him, so I guess we're they're, they're not going to break us up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, initially kind of shocking. I knew 
I knew something like this was coming, but uh, at the same time, you know, when it actually happens, it is uh, quite a surreal moment. Um, you know, last night was my last game in, in the dugout as a White Sox. And yeah, I mean, a lot of emotions. Uh, you know, I grew up here uh, as a player and as a man, a lot of failure, a lot of success. And, you know, I owe this organization so much. Uh, the city, the fans, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. But you can understand Sox fans probably wondering what the heck happened from 20 to 23 here, the, the arc that this team went on, and I know you got a lot going on in your head, but what do you, what, how can you sum it up? Um, it's hard to say, it's hard to put into words. It, it, it's, you know, very unfortunate. Uh, obviously, the, one of the first things that comes to mind is the injury bug has plagued this team over the last few years, and it's been hard to find a rhythm and consistency uh, with all that kind of stuff going on. Um, but, you know, I'm always going to have, you know, the White Sox in my heart. Uh, like I said before, you know, I grew up here, so. Um, always going to be rooting for him. Um, you know, we'll see see what happens. Any you're message, free any message for the fans and how they received you here for the last several years? White Sox fans are a very passionate bunch. Uh, you know, they the excitement they showed when I first came over here in the trade, uh, welcoming me into you know this organization, the city, um, sticking with me through some very difficult times. Uh, you know, 2018 comes to mind, last year comes to mind, and then um, just all the love and support, like my phone going on Twitter and Instagram, it's just filled with amazing emotional messages from so many fans, um, you know, that I've got the chance to, you know, perform in front of for the last six, seven years. Um, yeah, it, it really means a lot. Um, yeah, wonderful, passionate fan base. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, at some point in the future they can, you know, have a lot more fun uh, watching this team play well. What a nice guy. We hope we're having more fun too soon, Lucas. And hey, maybe you'll return. I'm not, I'm not opposed. Uh, but I'm excited for Lucas and the Angels are a very interesting story. Uh, Shohei Otani today, and this is from Sam Blum, an Angels beat writer. From the beginning, my plan was to finish the season with the Angels. Nothing is really going to change my mentality, but all the people talking about the trades, that's all going to be gone. I feel like I'll just focus on taking this team to the playoffs. He said this uh, after his uh, complete game one hitter, and then he went out and hit a homer in the next game. Uh, I think the first time in my six years that we've been buyers, we've been sellers the last five years. So this is new to me. I just want to get to know the new guys and welcome them and compete all together. And Perry uh, Maniason, right? Or Maniason? Okay. Uh, I never went Maniason, to Shohei and said, Hey, we're not trading you. I think I made it pretty clear. I don't know the last time we talked. I said he wasn't going anywhere. I don't know if anyone believed me. I don't think it's somebody who we wanted to move. This is a special player having a unique season with a team that has a chance to win. To me, that's grounds for trying to improve the club. Um, so it is exciting to see, you know, Shohei have this amazing, amazing year and the Angels kind of doubling down and saying, all right, well, let's try to do something because, Again, I, I wouldn't want to have that guy in an Angels uniform and then see him play anywhere else. I mean, how much do you think the Boston Red Sox or the Boston Beaners regretted seeing uh, uh, Babe Ruth in a in a Yankees uniform? So um, I, I would just 
I, I just kind of love this for the sport. Uh, apparently one of rival executive and I'm anonymously said to Ken Rosenthal, uh, it's very NBA. They're doing anything to keep the star in LA. And I thought it was a very odd comment because I think that's a good thing. Let's the NBA is a great product. Let's be more like the NBA. Indeed. And I think, it's great that Lucas gets a chance to be in a playoff situation again, because we remember the great playoff performance he had when he had the no hitter up to a point and then gave it up. I think he gave up two hits in that game versus Oakland and now going and joining a rotation with Shoei, Tani, Tyler Anderson, Sandoval and Detmers. I think, you know, they're what three and a half games out of first out of the third wild card, which I think is KPW's Toronto Blue Jays, who, Ironically, Lucas Giolito making his first start against Friday night. I think that's a good, aggressive move to, yes, keep your star happy, but also not have. And flail out when it's at the end of Shoei Atani's contract with the Angels. You signed him for a certain amount of years. Use him. He's the best player in baseball, maybe baseball history when he ends it so take him and have him on your team as long as you can and make him as happy as he can and i think a point was made up uh, today i was listening to locked on angels where you want him to have the angels do what they have done for him where they're shifting things like he pitched today's first game so he didn't have to fly to toronto and then start on friday night like they moved the schedule around to shohei's uh, ability, not the other way around. And maybe he goes to another team and they're not willing to do, do that or they're not doing that from the jump. And so Shoei's taking a risk going to another team that's just going to pay him a bunch of money to do what he needs to do where Angels have already established that they're going to do it already for them. And they have Mike Trout still on the team for many more years and they're adding people like Lucas Gilito and Ronaldo Lopez to help them down the stretch to try to get that elusive playoff thing, because if they get in the playoffs, anything can happen if you have Shohei Tani on the bump and him hitting. I mean, having the best player is not a bad thing in the playoffs. His slugging yeah. percentage is like 700. He had, uh, he had two homers today, by the way, Sean. What? Not just one, two. Yes, two. Yes, two. In He's the second game? In the second game, he had yes. two homers, yeah. What the hell? He's got like seven triples. This guy is so he's he leads the league in that too. He's the the best hitter, and he is a top five pitcher. I mean, it, it breaks my brain, and he's he's insane. I mean, I I couldn't handle one homer, so now he's got two. Yeah, and hey, it doesn't make sense this, when you've got when you've got that guy when you've got that guy, you should be going for it with three and yes. a half when you're only three and a half games out of the playoff spot. That's, I mean, every team should be going for it when you're only three and a half games out of a playoff spot. When you got that guy, you can close that gap. And if you're going to do stuff like the Angels did last night to, uh, to to help him out, too. I mean, this is a team that I think basically the entire time they've had Mike Trout, we've, we've wondered, where, where's the pitching coming from? Where's the pitching coming from? Well, they went and got a pitcher last night. So uh, that's a step in the right direction, certainly. Um, they play in a tough division. They play in a tough league with a lot of really good teams. But they got the best player. Um, so we're going to see if that's, uh, if that's enough. Uh, to, to, to get it done. And, uh, you know, man, you just would like to see him and Mike Trout be able to play playoff baseball because that would make people turn on playoff baseball on their TV. That's why. 
I'm just hoping that, you know, Lucas Giolito gets in, my guy Taylor Ward gets in, and hey, who wouldn't want to see Zach Nato uh, getting some playoff action too? I mean, uh, the, the true stars will shine in October. I mean, those Otani and Trout guys, uh, they're all right. I think they're a little washed. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up this show, guys? Stay tuned. It's going to be a busy few days on the south side. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we'll if, see who the next domino to breaks, fall is. Yeah, if anything breaks over the weekend, we'll all be available to jump on. One of us, two of us, all three of us will be available to break down and give you exactly what went down and our thoughts on it. I will be very clear right now. If they make a trade from the hours to one to like four tomorrow, can't do it. Okay. I'm going to Barbie. So. Oh. I'm going to Barbie, Barbie this weekend also. Let's go. So Herb will be busy. We might we might be doing a two-man podcast because one of us might be in Barbie. All right. Uh, so we'll see you everybody uh later on. Uh that's Vinny, have you already gone to Barbie? I have not. I have not. Uh, we were on uh, you know, we were on vacation for a long time. And so when you get back from vacation, obviously you gotta work a whole ton of days in a row. So not a lot of uh not a lot of movie going opportunities, but we'll 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 find one before it's out of theaters, I'm sure. All right, we'll go get some rest, Vinny. Uh, it's been a long day for, for you. I mean, the only reason I brought up the shirt was because Herb was like, oh, and I put on a new shirt. And I was like, I would hope so. You went home. Wouldn't you have showered and then put on a new shirt? Uh, so you're, you're just showing that again. Uh, not to Again, this isn't a Rush reference. I know you have a Rush shirt. Just a working man, the working man you are. Uh, follow Vinny Duber on Twitter uh, at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And you can check out his latest article at allchgo.com about Lance Lynn's uh, comments today about him wanting uh, more uh, transparency with the front office. Uh, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckenroll23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with us in the chat. We really do appreciate you guys and gals and uh, ladies and I've hit the thumbs up button we love everybody bye <laughs>